Hello, welcome to the Hump Podcast with Garrett, Christian, and Micah, and today we are continuing our series, or whatever you want to call it, with um, interviews, <laughs> uh, and um, last time we were together, we had our wives on, and we talked about serving together in ministry and behind the scenes of ministry a little bit, and for you all, that was two weeks ago, for us, that was three days ago, or two days ago, so um, we're here recording another one with with the uh, new FCA, uh, what would you call yourself, director or area representative? Area representative is the technical that sounds term. Super official. Uh, area representative. Um, we're just going to pick his brain and see what what it's like serving in a, I guess, kind of an unconventional ministry. It's not a church setting ministry, but it's a very pertinent and important ministry. Um, Brett, I don't know your last name, Brett. Bradford. Bradford. Brett Bradford is, is joining us today. So I'm more excited to have him on. Excited yeah. to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, I think I'm going to just start calling myself the JCC Youth Minister Representative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Youth Representative. Yeah. I wondered, is, do you think Area 51 has an area representative? Yeah. Probably. Does FCA, do they minister in Area 51? I don't know. <laughs> have they question. seen do anyone do they out? Have, <laughs> do, they have, do they have schools? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have alien Does anybody schools? know? Yeah. Um, Probably not. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with probably not. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're gonna do they have chaplains? More. You think in area? <laughs> we're gonna know more information <laughs> yeah. soon. Sure sometime this month, right? We're gonna know if there's actually aliens that have visited us. Why is that? The government, as part of the 2.3 trillion dollar package, COVID package in December, was required to release a bunch of confidential information within 180 days and a lot of that pertains to what are called uaps and usos unidentified aerial phenomenon unidentified submergible wow. objects mm. and there's conspiracy people that say aliens are about to be well there was that crazy shown. um i think it was a video or story i was talking with my uncle the other day about the um it was that ship that that basically like i mean it hit the water at this Insane and speed. Up out of it. Yeah, and then it just disappeared. Yeah, it just never came back up. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to be. There's been a lot more. There's been a. Apparently, there's been a lot of those that have been discovered or yeah. that have been observed, but. I think it's No one knows if it's aliens or if it's just <laughs> government experience, yeah. experiments. I mean, do you really. Not to go too far down the loophole, but like, will they really reveal the confidential stuff or will they just give us a hey, taste of a, some uh, stuff that's confidential? I think they're going like, to be disappointed eh. at the report. <laughs> like, whatever it is, like, eh, we already knew that's that. What, I think they're just going to reveal, like, here's some, just, you know, like, here's here's a little taste. Some hash Yeah, you know, like, exactly. to make us go, oh, that's crazy. And then yeah. that's, then we're going to be like, oh, well, what about the aliens? Like, so for my, my sermon this past Sunday, I had to, I opened up with, just talking about conspiracy theories because it, it tied into not that I was preaching on conspiracy. So like the whole out, like yeah. the whole thirty forty minutes was just like my, conspiracy theories. My opening <laughs> illustration. Like, yeah, the moon's fake. We never really. <laughs> but I so I, I was like googling conspiracy theories when I was preparing for my sermon, and I just went down. That's a what rabbit you want to hear hole. from your preacher. <laughs> Yes. I mean, but I mean, it, it's, by eleven I, by eleven a.m. the CIA is showing up at the office. What do you? Message, yeah. it, it's Google, crazy. It's tracking your searches, you know, <laughs> the amount of conspiracy theories just on surrounding America alone are just unreal. They like are. you can it's, go down and get sucked into a rabbit hole yeah, of it. YouTube oh, yeah. will take you. Long yeah, it's crazy. You can start with a YouTube video of you know the craziest aircrafts ever invented and end up with yeah. and then oh, there's a portal to another dimension yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> well, like what you're talking before you got here, Garrett, we're talking about the Illuminati and things like oh, that. Yeah. And just, you well, know, they took just... Alex Jones off of YouTube. Did so they really? Yeah. Who's Alex crazy. Jones? 
Another he's the nutter. Theory. Really? Just, yeah. He's like next level. Dang, I hadn't heard him. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I'll just watch like golf videos. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. You know? And golf's one of those, it's hard to get away from it. You know, you go in the rabbit hole and you yeah. start it like, oh, I had the best round of my life. And then all of a sudden you're watching like mini golf videos. You're like, I don't. <laughs> but you're still in the same, you know, family. Anyway, Brett, how's it going, man? It's good <laughs> yeah, nice uh, to have you. That's how it works here. We just go there off go. on tangents. And then and then one of us ends up it. like, oh, yeah. we have wasted three minutes of everyone's <laughs> life. Let's get back on top. Brett, have you ever had an alien experience? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that Okay. Time. Have you ever been abducted? But, I mean, <laughs> that I don't think so. We just but. jump right in. It's like, yeah, there was two weeks of my life. I don't remember any of it. You know? <laughs> well, good. Well, hey, Brett, tell us, um, man, just tell us your story, like how God has moved in your life and, and sure. you know, how he brought you to salvation and just kind of tell us Start about how yourself. you were born a baby. What's yes. <laughs> what it time, what weight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was raised in Minnesota. Um, I was born there, obviously. My mom was is from there, but my dad is actually from the Philippines. He came to the Philippines when he was 14, and then five years later, uh, they had me. They didn't stay together, uh, so my mom kind of raised me for the first three, five years of my life, and then my stepdad came into my life. But one thing about Minnesota is Christianity is not very popular, so I wasn't really raised in a Christian household. So that's not part of the Bible Belt? Right, that's okay. not part of the Bible hey, Belt. Did you guys know the fact about Minnesota? Uh, it snows a lot. It is known it for the world's smallest drinks. Smallest what? what? Mini soda. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so what's the, well, I, I guess like you can get into this as you go, but what's the big difference between being Bible Belt versus not being Bible Belt? Sure. Well, I first I was like, man, there's signs, there's billboards about Jesus. Yeah. Like, come on, that's awesome. Yeah. Repeat or die. Yeah, that's a little not awesome. Repeat <laughs> or die. Yeah, that's pretty much That's true, say. too. Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Yeah. Have a lot of that's those. a big one, yep. <laughs> it's it's crazy. So that was the biggest difference. But then, like everybody knows about Jesus down here, but like not mm. everybody knows Jesus. Mm. Kind of makes it hard to witness. Um, in Big the Bible time. Belt, uh, because as far people, as evangelistic witnessing yeah, goes, because yeah. it's right. more of like, oh yeah, I know Jesus, but you know they 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 don't, mm. and um, but they say they do, and but like if you ask in Minnesota, somebody would probably be like. Oh, never heard of him. Or, right. man, I don't really like him or want anything to do with him. Or they get away from me, you yeah. creep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You get some, ra- you get some crazy probably stuff. Probably get called a conspiracy there, theorist. Yeah. Right. Is, is there a, there's a growing Islamic population in Minnesota, right? Right. So when I was there, there was a pretty high influx of Somalians hmm. at yeah, the time. That's and right. so wow. I'm pretty sure Islam is there. Mm. Uh, you know, the, there was a faith. refugee, Somalian refugee. Right? Okay. That's where... Um, uh, who's the one Democratic Congresswoman? Joe um, Biden. Congresswoman. <laughs> 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 no. Con- Congresswoman. Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar. She's yeah. from Somalia and lived in Minnesota. Okay. That's what I was thinking about. Wow. But yeah, yeah so I wasn't definitely. sure if that w- came into play where you were from or not. Yeah, so Rochester is where I'm from, and it's known for the Mayo Clinic. It's actually the second most populated uh, city in Minnesota. Oh. And so, I mean... It's the halfway point, if you will, between St. Paul, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, and Chicago. So you kind of get... And then also Mayo Clinic. uh, Lots of people from the Middle Eastern will come and work at Mayo Clinic. So So there's a lot of similarities between where you're from and Russell County. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's about the same. I don't know about that. A little little less snow here. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. less snow here. <laughs> yes. Less Vikings fans, probably. Probably. Other than that. Unfortunately. With what you were talking about, um, Christian, as like being difficult to evangelize, 
um, or witness, you know, here, I found that a lot in, in my ministry is focused not so much on on that kind of evangelistic, um, do you know the gospel, as much as it is I'm focused on really strengthening the core of my church mm-hmm. so that they can grow mm-hmm. and in the world that they're facing have answers and yeah. know how to defend their faith. So how do you, like in, in FCA, where you're working with students that live in a location where there's a lot of people that know about Jesus, you know, how's right. that look in the schools and, and, sure. and stuff like that? So I'm a huge advocate for small groups. Mm. I love being able to, you know, get together with a group of five to six individuals and be able to ask questions that challenge them. Mm. So that's like, That's the biggest part for me is dragging them deeper into the Word, dragging them deeper into reflection on what they say they believe or their parents have told them to believe. And that kind of really opens the door for them to find that fellowship that maybe they miss from a church because maybe their church, and a lot of churches nowadays, they're not being equipped to be able to defend their faith. And when someone asks them they're a Christian and they say why, they don't really have a defense. So with the small groups, I think, is, is the best way to start to go in deeper of course, I mean, I love the platform of sports, being able to, to reel them in. That's kind of where it, where it starts. But then yeah. having those discussions, asking the hard questions yeah. like, yeah. you know, what does your relationship with God look like? Or what's your sin life look like? That's one of my favorite questions. I like that one. I'm going to write that down real quick. Make me melt in my seat. Um, <laughs> I, um, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not bad. Very oh, wait. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> with my like with my group, uh, it's interesting, kind of like what Garrett said. That's that's kind of become, you know, we we do want to reach out, and there's there are people in this community in our in the downtown Jamestown area. We record at my church, and it's on the square in the the, the bustling downtown of Jamestown. But um, <laughs> there are people who don't know Jesus. But there are, like we said, a, a bigger challenge in our area is is getting people to know truly know Jesus, like you were saying, Brett. And and like a big thing we I noticed with all, with our students. Is they they'll grow up in church and they understand um, the jargon, they understand the words, mm-hmm. they understand the concept, but as they start to like cross over into my ministry, middle school and high schoolers, they start to face challenges that Scripture talks about, and mm-hmm. like for the first time, and so they see it, and then they're like, "Oh, how do you even handle this?" And I'm like, "You've been mm-hmm. reading this this Scripture for right. eight years of your life. Like this is how you know you trust mm-hmm. in the Lord. You know that kind of thing." Yeah. And so when they start to like experience hardship or, or, or temptations or trials or things like that, they start to, it starts to become more real. Mm-hmm. And so that middle school, high school age for me is, is an age I'm passionate about because of that, you yeah. know, as a, as a kid, yeah. obviously, and not everyone's the same. There's, there are kids in our community that have had, that are eight years old and have faced more hardship in their eight years than I have in my 26. So, right. so that's, that's not the, you know, the universal truth, but but it's interesting to see when they start crossing over like middle school and high school and they start to be able to make their own decisions and sin life, as you mm-hmm. said, yeah. becomes more predominant and you're making your own choices and you're traveling to, to sporting events and your parents aren't around, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, when they start to really see the other side of the faith, the, the mm-hmm. side of the faith that, you know, is going to be tested. What I like tried. about that age group is like... <clears throat> They're, they'll see the light that you have. Mm. They'll see you out, you know, you're playing your sports and you're just this awesome guy, you know. And they're like, I want to be like that person. I want to be like him. Yeah. They're willing to jump on nice. the, not bandwagon, but the movement, the way, uh, as it's talked Ooh. about in the Bible sometimes. 
And uh, what I do, though, or what I've had these conversations with people, like when they're older, like college age or even even coaches, is they, they think they have Christians. Oh, yeah, I've been a Christian my whole life, you know, and that's one big question I ask. Like, when did you receive Jesus or when did you get to know Jesus? So, oh, I've kind of known him, I mean, pretty much since I was a kid. But, I, you know, I've, I've gotten this perspective before, too. You know, college students, when they sign on a team, they remember when they signed on. Yeah. And that's the same thing with our relationship with Christ. And you know, some people mm-hmm. are like, I didn't have that pinnacle moment and stuff. And I believe to a point that, yeah, you don't have to be at the altar crying and weeping, but there is a point where you're like, Jesus, you I know. want you right and, now, and I'm willing to forsake and you everything give your life for you. Up for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. That I, signing moment. I, I think you know this could be kind of controversial statement, but I, I Whoa, think here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go, everyone. Here we go, everyone. Oh get your, get your seatbelt on. It's here not we go. that controversial. I mean, I think that the church, especially within the last fifty years, has produced the most the the strongest atheists. And what I'm saying is we've done such a poor job of helping people grow in their faith and understanding why they believe what they believe and and knowing that they are building upon this relationship with Christ that they're shallow in their faith, and when their mm-hmm. faith is questioned or when they come through hardship, mm-hmm. they instantly doubt. Mm-hmm. But because they've just tiptoed into the church or they've tiptoed into their faith, now they know how to defend against their faith when they become an atheist. And so if you look yeah. at like statistics, the the most ardent atheists were one at one point in time Christians or claimed yeah. to be Christians. I think a big mistake we've I mean we we've totally neglected the truth of what Jesus says, deny yourselves and pick up your crosses daily and follow me. It's just mm-hmm. been a seeker mentality of Yeah. You know, we just come and hang out. Even even with good things like Brett said, I'm I'm super passionate about small groups as well. Uh, I think they're they're amazing, and you know, you, you might have a, a church or whatever that has these small groups, and they meet regularly, but they're not growing. They're yeah. just getting together and eating, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no there's no spiritual depth. And you know, the common phrase is a mile wide and an inch deep. And I think I think so many of our churches are like that, and I think at times my church is like that, and we we battle that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles in a in a Bible Belt community yeah. is just that that. That attitude of like, oh yeah, I know Jesus, and of course yeah. Jesus says not everyone who says Lord, Lord will, I'll, right. you know, I'm not always gonna say I know you, you know. Yeah. So um, there's there's a challenge there, um, and it's so different from. It's interesting. I, I'm excited to hear more about uh, Brett's perspective in, in Minnesota. How, how long did you live in Minnesota? Was that all the way through high school, or uh, yeah, all the way until I was 22, 21, somewhere around there. So I came to. <clears throat> Kentucky, 2017. Okay. Uh, yeah, so wrestled my whole life, and that's kind of what yeah. God used to wrestled. bring me down here. No, yeah. no, no, no. This is the, this is the regular wrestling. Oh. Was, Southerners don't know how to say it any other way. Yeah. Though. There's, well, there's, re- there's wrestling, and then there's wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because and wrestling is like WWE. Yeah. Well, let's wrestling say is like NCAA. You know, like exactly. Right. Re- Greco-Roman, that's the <laughs> yeah. Greco-Roman yeah. wrestling. That's, enough, if, that's if, the Olympic Right, if you wrestled. All right, wrestled now. Okay. What would be your wrestling name? <laughs> Do you have a name picked out? <laughs> the champ. Let's just go with that. <laughs> the oh, yeah. champ. Hey. <laughs> That's more controversial. Yeah. That was more controversial than Garrett's take. No, I'm just kidding. That's anyway, awesome. go ahead. No, yeah. So um, came to Kentucky 2017 and then wrestled. Uh, won my national championship 2019. Oh, so that was the craziest year. I'll tell you about that. I got engaged in January wow. 2019. Congrats. Thank you. If I could go back two years, I would have told you then too. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. And then won my national title uh, in March. 
and then got married in May. My wife graduated, oh, my wow. and then in July went to the Dominican Republic for six weeks. I did a mission trip. Both Man. her and I did. And Man. then uh, got our first apartment and started living together. So we were like couch hopping kind of because we were in leeway of <laughs> that's a married couple. I know it was oh, crazy man, of our crazy. of our honeymoon. And then had to, we because I'm from Minnesota. We well said I had a reception up there for my family that couldn't make it to Kentucky. Yeah. And then we had a few a week a week or two between that and going to to Dominican that it was it was like two months after we got married yeah. that we actually lived together. I, so. I remember that like you guys having to. I mean, basically, y'all were split up. Like, y'all couldn't. Yeah, we had to, like, while we were in Dominican, we, like, could only stay together during the weekends. Because, like, it was divided up. And, I mean, these people we're doing ministry with, we didn't want to be away from them. Because, like, the way that the places were were separated was, like, 10 blocks this way was the men's, 10 blocks the other way was the women's. And then, like, when we lived together on the weekends, it was another 10 blocks somewhere else. So it was, like, hard to fellowship with the other interns. Mm. So. We decided to bite the bullet a little bit. It turned out good. It definitely, uh, we were excited when we finally got to live together. Uh, that's my, when my wife and I got married. Let's see, we got married on a Saturday, We one week, and then we went on a seven-day mission trip with like, student <laughs> ministry. Nice. Oh, my And then gosh. we went on our honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, no, you did. That's yeah, tough. so we actually, like, on the way back from, we were in, uh, we went on through, I think, Delaware. I think that, that year we went to Delaware. On the way back, we stopped in Winchester, her family lives in Lexington. That's where we flew out of for the honeymoon. So he, her dad picked us up in Winchester, and then the rest wow. of the, the ministry came back down. Um, so I was very thankful to be in Lexington sitting in the <laughs> house while they were still on the bus Mary, for yeah. after the last two hours of the 12-hour right. trip. Married mission trip yeah, and man. honeymoon. That's putting yeah. God first. Well, <laughs> well. Well, in the Bible, I don't, think I, putting, putting, a, I don't think I was putting Jenny first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom, right Poor there. Girl. It was to take a year off or something. Like in the in the Old Testament, that the guys who just got married would take a year off from battle. Dude, if I'd have known that. I know, right? It would take a I'm year like, honeymoon. Come on. Hey, right. church, I'll be back next year. Right. right. You know? uh, but we had, I mean, it, we both decided it would be better to go on the honeymoon after. Yeah. And be done with the mission trip right. so to speak and Need then be able to rest it. and relax rather than cram it into the week before mm. and then follow that up immediately yeah. with the mission trip so yeah. but but i but i didn't go six weeks in, in the dominican so right. you <laughs> know, I, so i'll it have was. to let, tell my wife to listen to this one and she won't be able to be yeah busy. we had to like <laughs> other people around us with our first few fights which is like hard too we were like oh, nope that's... can't argue about this right now let's try to go somewhere else but <laughs> there's no places to go so we definitely learned how to argue in public <laughs> effectively. <laughs> I mean, immediately. You should just learn to speak Spanish. Yeah. It always um, sounds like they're arguing. Like yeah. That, that it's it. just so fast. Yeah. And, so uh, heated. And then that December of 2019, I started with FCA. That's awesome. So, yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do that whole wow. first semester because it's my senior year yeah. at Lindsay. I only had a few credits, but because of wrestling, my credits got all weird. And So, so why, did, why did you feel called to FCA? Obviously, you – wrestled for Lindsey Wilson, you know, right. you were passionate about sports. Um, you know, FCA deals with sports, so of course that reason, but what was the um, maybe what, the spiritual What does FCA reason? stand for? There might be some people who don't know what FCA is. Oh, yeah. Fries, cottage cheese, and anchovies. <laughs> Definitely not that. Did you come up with that, like, on the spot? What was yes. the first word you said? <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty French cool. fries. French fries. <laughs> that's, that'd be two Fs, so. No, that'd be F-F-C-C-A-A. Oh, yeah, cottage cheese. You just Sorry, call fries. Definitely not cottage cheese. Oh, yeah, I hate cottage cheese. cheese. Fries, cheese, and anchovies. Well, yeah, what does FCA stand for? Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Good. So, yeah, so but it's not all athletes, right? So the big thing about FCA is that 
we recognize the influence that athletes have. Mm -hmm. So the vision for us is to see the world transformed by the influences of coach or by Jesus through the influence of coaches and athletes. But then our mission is to uh, walk. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but for coaches and athletes to have a growing relationship with Jesus and his church. And so I always tell people, well, isn't just fellowship of Christian anybody's yes and no, because the mission statement is growing relationship with Jesus and his church. Mm. And so, so not everybody who's an athlete you're, you know, or non-athletes, they're all a part of the church if they're all believers in Christ. So, so it's really about building up Christian leadership to then go mm-hmm. and... Yeah. You know. Right. I so, don't know if I've ever heard it explained that way. I mean, I've always right. known about FCA and even dabbled in it some in high school. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever heard it explained that way. So that's, that's actually right. really helpful for me. It's like, you're never going to go to a church where it's just all athletes, where mm-hmm. every single person in there is athletes. And so when I invite people to come to FCA huddle, I try to tell them, it's like, well, how are you going to invite someone to your church unless you come in it and you know talk to these athletes? How are you going to help them get used mm-hmm. to a church atmosphere unless you who've been to church come here? Because lots of the athletes, they don't go to church. Right. Like, you know, games mm-hmm. are on Sunday or yeah. whatever it is. So. Yeah, it's I like the I like the push of I, I've never heard that either of the FCA side. Again, I wasn't super involved in high school, and I'm sure, sure. it was great. I just did it some, but uh, I'll be just brutally honest. I did it to get out of class. On yeah, <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, like I'll go to that, you know. Right. I wasn't an athlete, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that, that's what it was. He's like, I'm yeah, not an athlete. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really an athlete. <laughs> yeah, but I like that the push of partner with jesus and a local church mm-hmm. um get involved yeah, that's with awesome. that's that's super cool yeah we're not to replace the church we're yeah we're all part of the the so big you, church big c how do you oh, do yeah. that how do you um minister in kind of like a small group like and 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 focus on building them up outside of the church and then still get them plugged in and make sure that they're they're leading in a christian way outside the church but kind of within mm-hmm. the church like how, how do you make that dynamic work right so uh, a typical campus huddle say lindsey wilson or whatever cu wherever what i like to do is have uh, so we have i mean it's a big amount of people that will come like mm. it's kind of like the big net we just throw the big net out and then we have games too to kind of reel them in as well food of course the fellowship part where you, I love. I mean, we've been doing ultimate frisbee lately, and it's just so much fun. Like I love ultimate when you frisbee. are playing with somebody ultimate frisbee, you get to know that person, or at least you get to know their name. Like, hey, catch this frisbee real quick. We need to get a touchdown or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like through competition, you build that fellowship, and then move that team. And we have a devotional, and then move that team together into a small group. Mm-hmm. So um, then the small group is where the discussion happens, and you know it's. It's um, difficult, but also, like I said, it has to have somebody from a church representing themselves and their church mm. to get someone to come to church. Like, nice. I'm not going to push on them. Hey, you should go to Jamestown Christian Church. I like, like that. that. You should do that. <laughs> yeah. That works. JCC. <laughs> That's or, the worst thing. You, you yeah. know, we're going to record that. Oh, here we go. That out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Sponsored by Brett Bradford. Yeah, come to Jamestown Christian Church. <laughs> but what I love to do, too, is, like, I would love to have you come speak at I'm you know, Jamestown or whatever. Anytime. Come speak and represent your, your church. Right. And, I can and talk. Just, I don't know if I can speak, but I can talk. Hey, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> but that's kind of the way we kind of have the church represented by yourself. Because that's, like, yeah. a church is your, your family, your fellowship. What age groups are you involved with? So... The one we haven't really started up yet, but it's been done, is elementary school. Okay. But I haven't done that yet. So I'm over at Dare, Taylor, and Russell County. Okay. 
and uh, middle, elementary middle school. Middle and high it? school. Yeah, so middle, middle right high now. school and college. In and, college, okay. Yeah, but yeah. so I'm like a missionary trying to empower missionaries. So like cool. my my new rule for myself is I can't start a ministry, I can't start a huddle unless there's a volunteer there willing to pick it up. Of course. Because uh, I've done it where it's just been me and it's been flourishing, but then boom, I got to go to a camp and I won't be able to be there. Or I got to go to fly out to Minnesota so I can't be there. And then nobody shows up, mm, nobody's leading it. Mm, and it's just like, well, man. And all that, all that growth. And, so and part yeah, of your job is like, for FCA, they focus on discipling the coaches and right. the athletes as well to do what you just said. Yeah. Um, what's one of the things you do or as your focus, like you're going into high schools and you're talking to coaches. Um, what, what's your goal if you go in to talk to a coach? Just to get to know them, try to hear their heart. You know, I definitely wouldn't start off, what's your sin life look like? Right. <laughs> I mean, just immediately. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's your sin life look like, coach, huh? You know, just put them on the spot. If right. you start with the middle school basketball coach at Russell County, I would start with that one. Yeah, all right, I'll keep that in mind. Specifically the seventh grade coach. <laughs> Uh-oh, who's hey, that? Garrett. Oh, okay, <laughs> respect. Hey, so what's your sin like? No. I mean, I mean <laughs> in front of all his Yeah. <laughs> well, it was good meeting you, man. We're going to be <laughs> Yeah. No, I just build that relationship, try to get to know them. Uh, usually, I mean, it'll just come out if they know who I am. Yeah. You know, just talking about God will come up. They're usually pretty well receptive if they invite me to come speak to them. But then there's also what we haven't done in a while because of COVID is just dropping by and trying to just say, hey, coach, my name's, you know, Brett. I'm with FCA. I'd love to get to know you, blah, 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 blah. And then you get some of the hallway conversations, really surface level. But just really – uh just try to build that relationship in whatever way that I can. Uh, I mean, starting to bring up the conversations, what church do you go to? Where are you from? Have you always been a believer or are you a Christian? Yeah. You know, you know, kind of just really building that relationship so you can hear what their, what their need is. Cause if they invited me to, to see them, that means there's some sort of uh, spiritual need mm-hmm. that that's there, whether I realize it or not. And Otherwise, God would have brought me there. I believe any any high school team, y'all know this, middle school team, there's going to be a need for Christ. Uh, whether there's 12 players or 50 players on that team, right. there's going to be a need for Christ for all those students. Um, mm-hmm. But even the coaches or assistant coaches as well. Uh, and that's right. why I really enjoy the ministry of FCA is because, like you said earlier, you're focusing on the influence that athletes and coaches have in yeah. the team, in the schools, in the community. Uh, and and I, I believe that is a huge portion of the ministry that needs to be done in every area. Mm-hmm. What, what is, let's see, what what is the, what do you think the biggest need is for students? Uh, and let's just focus on students right now. What's the biggest need you see for, for students as, as they're growing in their relationship with Christ that you try to focus on? Just relationship. I'm a huge relationship yeah. guy, and discipleship, you know, is relationship. It's funny. I've never read this book, and I feel so bad because I've quoted this book all the time. <laughs> we talk about the Great Commission that Jesus, you know, gave in Acts 1, but it's often the great omission, the thing that the churches and many mm-hmm. Christian believers are forsaking. They're forgetting to do that. And mm-hmm. so try to create an atmosphere where they can build relationship, not only with one another, fellow believers, but also those who are grown in their, in their faith. You know, mm-hmm. and we go to, we go, we have a wrestling camp and stuff. And I love when we can get wrestlers who gave their life to Christ at camp to tell testimony or or younger individuals who have been through the same struggles that maybe they these students have been and just 
to hear that story of what it's like to get on the outside of it. Yeah. Because then it shows them that it's possible there is something greater. Or maybe, man, I thought being a Christian was lame, but it's actually cool. Mm. So I can actually talk about God and I can still play Fortnite and be a Christian. And yeah. I can still <laughs> wrestle. Cool? I can still rip someone's head off and be a Christian. <laughs> like, <some> yeah. <laughs> like it's, it, uh, you know, so just really trying to create that relationship because that's what's going to destroy the preconceived notions that they have yeah not just preaching and teaching at them but walking alongside mm. them That's it's cool. a yeah someone asked me sorry to interrupt no, my, someone good. asked me like what's your favorite fca ministry if you can only do one what would you do and I don't know if this is selfish or not, but I said the weight room discipleship. <laughs> hey, that's oh, good. I have a small group that I, I, every time I go to the weight room, I always invite people, but there's a consistent amount of people who come. And I love it because you just have some of the deep conversations while you're doing a, a bench For set or something. Yeah, exactly. You can talk about, hey, you got a girlfriend? Like, yeah. you know, it's just like you have like awesome conversations. And another thing too, discipleship. You should if if you all you talk about is Jesus, all you talk about is scriptures. You're missing it. Like you're missing that person's personality. You're mm-hmm. missing what their passions are. And so like when I can lift, weight, um, lift weights with somebody and then have a devotional afterwards or, or just pray with them afterwards, I feel like it's bringing discipleship full mm-hmm. circle. Yeah. yeah, and think about how much like the disciples as they were walking with Jesus. You know, think about how much in between the cracks of the Gospels takes place. I Mm -hmm. mean, we see the Gospels recount about three and a half years of Jesus' ministry, and of those three and a half years, we probably get 5% of it. So think about all the other things that are going on in their mealtimes together, in in their travels as they're walking around, what they talk about. You know, it wasn't just sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon. There's there's discipleship that Jesus is doing just simply by living life with these these guys. He sought it out. I mean, you know, like the woman at the well, they went out of their way because he knew specifically, like, I've got to meet this woman and, and... get to know her basically yeah. and show her who I am because she is going to be a great influential person into this town in right. some areas. So right. we see like people like Zacchaeus, like he's like, Hey bro, I'm gonna come to your house. We're going to hang out. Guess, uh, guess who's hosting dinner, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you but, are. Um, and, bring and, the fried chicken. Uh, and that speaks to the great commission, <laughs> like to, to the actual <laughs> Greek behind the great commission. It, we look at that and, and we take that first word go and we, translated as an imperative like like go make disciples you have to go to africa you have to go to another country you have to go to the mission field in order to make disciples but the the actual greek it's a subjunctive participle which means it's while you're going yeah like as you're living life is is Mm -hmm. the way that it should be translated make disciples as you live i thought imperative was the the side in star wars like one of the (laughs) that's imperial oh (laughs) i get those i wouldn't know i have a that's good because i was at we had a coaches seminar while we were out there and this guy said that an introvert will impact ten thousand people in his life or her life. Wow, that's somebody who doesn't wow. want to talk. Yeah, you know, we've yeah. been crazy. pressed with the light of the Lord. You know, light of life in us. We must want to it's talk. Interesting. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert all the way. <laughs> I My wife's wrong. an introvert, so that's kind of. I'm an introvert. Uh. Yeah, Garrett's so introvert. So does she sometimes just just like leave me alone, Brett? It's not. She never complains when I have to go to the gym. She doesn't complain when I want to okay, go. Okay, so it's so, so it's, you just go enough and are extroverted <laughs> enough that she it works. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's the opposite dynamic with me and Isabella. Oh, she's yeah. like she's definitely <laughs> super an extrovert. extrovert. I'm super introvert. It goes like so get like, away from me. We'll have people. <laughs> we love having people over, and we'll have people over, and we'll have like a big 
three hour evening and afterwards I'm just dead. I'm yeah. gas. And Isabella's like, let's do this. Let's talk about this. I'm like, right. leave Which, me Christian, are you? Not- <laughs> 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 I mean, I think Christian might be the definition of extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get energized by people. There yeah, was a, same. on our vacation, I just thought of this. There's a guy outside of gas station when we stopped and he just like, I had a shirt on that said, not today, Satan. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Sunday cool. Um, check him out. Um, not a sponsor. But, <laughs> and he was like, started like trying to like start up a conversation. And of course I was just like, oh, uh, like, uh, and I was like, dude, Christian would have for one hour just sat here and talked. To oh, us. we would have been like, best friends. I yeah. mean, you would have just been like, yeah. oh yeah, man. Like, so what's your <laughs> life story? And I was like, oh, I'm going to hurry and get to my car. I was like, <laughs> scared. Oh enough. yeah. Yeah, uh, love meeting that's people. Funny. Hey, but, I, I have a big question uh-oh. that I want to hear all of us kind of talk all about. Caps? All caps. Um, caps lock no, is on. No caps. Two, <laughs> three question marks with a couple explanations. Yeah, so here's my question. And Brett, me and Mike and Garrett have talked about this just in general, hanging out before. And I think we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit. But one of the biggest um, – and, and I asked this question because of how FCA – uh, works and, and how the people they're ministering to as with um, sports and stuff in our world especially in youth ministry we're seeing the idol of sports take over lives mm-hmm. uh, for for example I'm seeing lots of our students miss Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and completely haven't been to church in weeks or months because of sports yeah. uh, and it's becoming <clears throat> obviously it's just becoming their God mm-hmm. of it's like well, we had a tournament, so the tournament automatically gets first priority. Right. Um, how, how would you, because uh, I know you're, you, as FCA, you're ministering to those athletes and, and want to minister, but what are your thoughts as far as like how much time sports has taken away from what God has called us to do? Now, I know you can minister in sports, but what would you say yeah. about that? I mean, it's definitely difficult because sports is, is so encompassing with your identity, mm-hmm. and you see that so often too much where... You know, kids freak out because they lost, or I freak out when I lose, so I hate losing, like, for reals. But until, like, you can separate it, saying, all right, this isn't who I am. My victory is found in Christ. You're willing to do whatever it takes to be a champion. And so I think that's the biggest problem and the reason why they're they're missing church is because they think that their identity is in Christ, because they get so much more joy from playing basketball or from for wrestling for me than they do from Jesus or they do from church or right. they, you know and I feel like it's a lack of connecting the dots for them and uh, again uh, back to relationship part back to accountability whenever I you know I invite people to wait, lift weights with me one because I do ministry but two it helps me be accountable you know yeah. I don't want to miss and then my buddy be like hey bro where were you you know and it's kind of the same thing with the church aspect I feel like is mm-hmm. if you have that accountability it's uh, again church and Wednesday night Sunday mornings it's like practice you mm-hmm. know but if you're only practicing Wednesdays and Sundays and you're, <clears throat> you're losing it but that's like the practice yeah. for the week kind of that's and it. I think if they're not creating those relationships then they're they're creating more relationships elsewhere and they're starting yeah. to get their fill elsewhere and then now they've they're so far gone that it feel like maybe they can't go back and yeah. But yeah that's kind of that's how how I've seen it done before and uh, a lot of people still do it today so so you're really kind of emphasizing the small group of finding like-minded Christians mm-hmm. to build one another up to make that the priority right um yeah, because if, if you're only building yourself up with people on your team or 
you know, people that are also consumed by sports, then you're going to follow suit by that. I mean, right. when when you're working together and, and going to, to battle, when you're going to, to, to a tournament and you're constantly focused on that and everyone that you're always with is constantly focused on that, right. you know, church or just your faith in general can mm-hmm. easily fall to the side. So it's really important to find that small, to find that group to coincide with the team so that Christ becomes the priority, not <clears throat> simply the tournament, not simply and the... And then that way, like, when you find that kid who connects the dots, they start bringing their team mm. with two. And so it's... it's When you find that captain who sold out for Jesus and knows yeah. knows Christian and texts Christian, and, and he knows that when he's not going to make it to, to, to youth, Christian's going to be like, hey, man, where were you? You know, that kid's going to be the one that's like, all right, well, I don't want to be the only one going to church, so maybe let me see if our, yeah. our tight end can come with us. Let's yeah. see if the running back can come with us and and, w- and bring them all together. One thing I, I, that's helped, you know, we have uh, in our church, and I know you guys do as well, um, the impact that the coaches have. Mm-hmm. So when our coaches, like, for example, I have a coach that she helps serve with us in youth, and she – the kids get a free excuse to come to church camp with us next week, yeah. even though they have volleyball practice. Uh, they get to come to church camp, and it's not gonna like it's not, there's not gonna be a punishment. Um, mm-hmm. But she encourages yeah. that, and I really I really respect that of the coaches. Like I love to see that, and, and I wish we would see more of that. The problem now is that you know, fifty years ago it was only high school sports. You played three sports a year. You never played on Sunday. You never played on Wednesday night. But now it's insane. Even with starting with little league, like. If I see another Degum Little League All Star team, you know the, there's there's an All Star team for everybody, yeah. and there's a summer league for everything. Like, and I played summer league too. Like, I understand. Um, yeah. But what I'm trying to get to is that there's going to continue to be an increase in sports leagues that yeah. you every single day of the week you can find somewhere to play. Yeah, when I was growing up, we, I mean, this was um, graduating. 13 so like back in 11 12 13 um, 10 11 12 13 that's when I really got into the AAU circuit for baseball and at summers I I never went to church I didn't go to Wednesday night I didn't go Sunday night because baseball was priority yeah and if it wasn't for the small group that I had that was within the church but outside of the normal church hours it's hard to tell how well I would have maintained that relationship because mm-hmm. um, exactly. it kept me grounded. Um, and then, you know, once I got outside of high school, I realized just how not worthless, but just how fruitless all that time I spent in AAU was yeah. in comparison to, you know, what I missed with, with a lot of, ch- yeah. um, which is, which is why we, uh, FCA is so important. Like, yeah, because here's the deal. Culture is going to give into that. Like, Sports is going to be a thing for a long time, forever and ever, and it's probably just oh, yeah. going to get worse as far as the time commitment that it takes. But that's why I love the ministry that FCA does it is because at least for the ones whose parents aren't making them go to church or, or for the ones whose focus is only sports, you get to come in and you get to say, hey, guys, sports is awesome. And right. I know you're a big sports fanatic. All of us in here are big sports fanatics. But you say, hey, but there's something more important. Right. Uh, exactly. There's something that gets greater priority, which is Jesus Christ. And right. I and I love that because you can still play sports and glorify God. Oh yeah. Um, but still, you know, you, you just got to point in, up in the air every time you hit a home run. <laughs> exactly. <right now>. <laughs> oh gosh, that cringes yeah. me sometimes. You, know, you hit your chest. Chest. Kiss your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Point yeah. to the sky. 
every Rat, time you cross on point, it's just a or hit a three pointer. Make sure your gold cross <laughs> is hanging out. Yeah, but the, yeah. you can't pop your jersey. If oh. you pop the jersey, that's a self satanic. So as oh. soon as you pop the jersey, yeah, it's satanic. I don't know if you. Uh, so there's a picture of me when I so when I wrestled my national championship. I brought my Bible everywhere, and I would always open up to a scripture and set it right next to the wrestling mat, and. Uh, Cause I, I, do you ever well, have any good conversations about that? Oh yeah, that's yeah, man, that's cool. Like man, when I won, I was preaching the gospel. I said every time I win a tournament, I'm preaching the gospel. Wow. There was one turn I was like, Jesus is the Prince of Peace and the Light of Life. You accept Him and you will be saved. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. But like and the guy that beat, I, uh, the guy get beat, he's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. this guy beat me. And now he's preaching to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some good reviews after that. That's but, uh, awesome. And, but after I won nationals, I grab my bible because in wrestling they raise your hand when you win so i grab my bible and i raise the bible first just to signify that what you said there's more to this yeah. than than just this it's it's all about god and it's, and it's for jesus and so i raised the bible first and to sing like i said to signify that and you know lots of people they talk bad about the participation trophy like yeah. all that's so bad but how it's even worse to have a, a number one trophy especially for middle schoolers and young people because that just to them that means now i get gratification when i get ego. first now yeah. that's my source of validation that's when my dad actually talks to me that's when i'm applauded and thanked and and it's uh it's not that way jesus says that we're already overwhelming victors through him it makes it really difficult um i had a a class this past semester on on um, family, how how your family life feeds into your spiritual growth, and whenever there's a growing trend right now where people find their self worth mm -hmm. and accolades because they feel that's when their parents love them the most, right. and so when that's taking place in the family relationship you bring that into your spiritual relationship and you yeah. feel i have to do well i have to succeed i have to do all of the things that the bible says in order to be loved by god and then you right, don't right. measure up and you're devastated and you and that's a lot of athletes that's how their relationship is understood with god and yeah. and then all that does is breed a low self-worth and you're left feeling well i can't ever measure up so what's the point in even yeah like fathers are the representation of god into their family and i heard this statistic i don't know if it's where it came from but it said fathers have 30 second of authentic authentic conversations with their son a week like 30 wow. seconds of of authenticity and wow. that's just like Sad. that's just messed up bro and and but so we had this coaches seminar and he said people don't ever really tell their kids i value you and i appreciate mm. you and and so like i love doing this because while we were we at this wrestling camp we had huddle leaders who are also coaches and i was one of them and i would i would make it intentional to shake their hand and say i value you I appreciate you. And it's so funny because it's awkward because that doesn't happen very <laughs> yeah, often. You're not used to and they're that. trying to like look around, they're trying uh, to go, but I'm shaking their hand. There's no way they're not yeah. going anywhere. Like they can't leave this. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> afterwards, like after it's all said and done, like, man, I had the best time ever. Thank you so much. So go home and tell their kids. It means like, a lot. Yeah. yeah, that meant a lot. And Brett was awesome, blah, 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 blah. But all I did was just show that I value them. I showed them what Christ did to me spiritually. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and, and it's awesome. I heard it. Yeah. Go ahead, Micah. Uh, I was just going to say, as we kind of wrap up, I wish we could go for like six hours. <laughs> oh, I know. It's been good. But something we like to do, Brett, on this podcast um, <laughs> is we, oh. like, we like to quiz Garrett. Um, <laughs> we Garrett, love Garrett's quiz a smart Garrett. guy. 
But there are some things that. he is very out of touch with. Uh-oh. And Gen Z is one of them. So we like to give <laughs> him too. some Gen Z phrases. I think everyone is if you're not Gen right. Z. <laughs> we like to give him some Gen Z phrases or words and see if he knows what they mean. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you all, and, and Christian usually knows, and Brett, I have a feeling, based on working with young people a lot, sure. you probably know a lot of the jargon. Um, and I have the definition here in front of me, so I know now. But... So if you know, don't answer. We put Garrett on the spot, and we let him answer. So here's your <laughs> phrase for today, Garrett. Hits different. I think I've heard that one. I think you probably have. I, we're taking it a little easy on you today. Oh, yeah. You got this one. Hits different. What's it mean? <laughs> That's awesome. Does it mean it tastes good? It could mean that, yeah. depending on what you're talking about. You're. I mean, you're on to it. Give a more general <laughs> answer. <laughs> Um, well, uh, what I'm starting to learn is that like the phrase has nothing to do with like how actual (laughs) English is used. Um, Garrett just thinks like it's a different kind of swing. Like you hit it differently. Right. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm. That's like what I'm thinking. Try try to use it in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, I I feel that would be easy. You just say like that. That sushi hits different, but that does make. I mean, but it just means something's better. I mean, if you're like, you know, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. it's something's better. So if you if if you said that sushi hits different, it just means it's super good. See, so what I would just say is that sushi's good. My coffee. (laughs) This example is my coffee at home is good, but Starbucks hits different. True. So you know, well, actually, not true. Starbucks, Starbucks is, nasty. is nasty. Well, I'm just saying, that <laughs> Starbucks tastes correctly. like burnt coffee, yeah. well, uh, roasted rocket fuel. So <laughs> Starbucks is not a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're sponsored <laughs> by Duncan Real Job. No. Actually, we're now sponsored by FCA. So we thank Brett Yeet. for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank Glad you. It's been a be pleasure here. for me. I've, I've learned a lot uh, from Brett, and I'm excited to get to partner with FCA and That's right. and work yeah. together on stuff and for do sure. some uh, fifth quarters and I don't know, throw footballs around and play ultimate frisbee and There's talk one, about Jesus. One stat I forgot to share. Oh, go ahead. And FCA kind of hinges on this. A coach will impact more people in one year than an average person will in an entire lifetime. Whoa. And, uh, you know, as that we hits just through that, <laughs> yeah, that hits that, different right that there. That hits different. <laughs> through, through a ripple effect, is that what it's saying? Or? Just through the cycle of how many people they see a year. And mm-hmm. parents and yeah. schools. Yeah. 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 I mean, you crazy. think like a football coach. You're just you surrounded take, by yeah. 60 players, yeah. all of their families, True. friends even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Right. Three, four hundred people just from the team, that yeah, initial right. one insane. step away. And yeah. so, for those who are listening and for you Coaches. guys here, like, be intentional about reaching out to your team because I didn't give my life to Christ. I didn't know Jesus until I was 20. But how many opportunities do you have where there's a melting pot of believers, non believers, all together, meeting weekly, yeah. you know, so sports? He, I didn't realize that. What with knowing that you came to Christ at 20, what was different? Be- between your college athletics and your high school athletics. Sure. So I was always average wrestler, but man, after I accepted Jesus, it went through the roof. I started getting wrestling better, and it was because I was connecting the dots. Like Christian said earlier, your sport can be a worship, mm. uh, and huh. and you can be that light. And 
on for Jesus. Just like raising your hand is the way you worship during music. Well, wrestling is the way I worship during life yeah. and mm. lifting weights and, and all that other stuff. So connecting the dots is what was different for me is God didn't call me to worship only two hours a week at church. He called right. me to worship every day. Yeah. You know, Romans 12, 1, life yeah. is a living sacrifice. Yeah. And, and Colossians so, 3, 2, it says, whatever you do, yeah, in word do or deed, yeah. you know? So yeah. Yeah, I, I like uh, I'm, you all can't, listeners, you can't see Brett, but I can tell you right now, I would not wrestle or wrestle <laughs> uh, with Brett uh, out of fear of my life. So... Man. His workout ministry must really be working out well. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, his weightlifting ministry, because I they spend too much I, I'm time in right work. Brett, yeah. Brett was like, hey, you going to work out? I'd be like, yes, sir. I'll be there <laughs> 20 minutes early and do whatever you say. Now, well, let, me, uh, let me close this in prayer and, uh, and pray for you, Brett, and your thank ministry you. here in uh, this area. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. We just uh, thank you for the blessing that this podcast is. Um, just even for us in this room, God, it's such a. A great time of fellowship and just to, to sit and talk with one another. And, and God, we don't even really know who listens, God. So we just pray for our listeners that they would, um, whoever it may be, that they would be impacted, not by us, God, or the words we say, but but through the truth of your word, Jesus, and uh, and the sacrifice that you uh, did for us. And I just pray for Brett, God, and his ministry. And uh, as he's kind of beginning his time here in Russ County, especially working out of COVID and, and the world kind of opening back up and uh, to new opportunities and to new people and faces and, and, and types of ministries, we just uh, pray that you would bless uh, him and his wife and his ministry, God, here in this county, that you would uh, uh, bless them, God, and bless uh, their efforts, uh, that you would uh, continue to uh, keep them driven and encouraged and strengthened through your spirit. God, I pray that you would do the same for each and every one of us, God, that we would um, find our ministries, whatever they look like, whether they be full-time or whether they be volunteer, uh, and that we would focus on you, God, that we would focus on your spirit, and that our number one goal in life would be to worship daily and to spread that worship among uh, other humans in this world. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.